talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Zone 1, Red Friday. Good evening and welcome to Red Friday on North Sound 1. It's Celtic away tomorrow for the Dons and after finally getting that goal and a win last week at home to Kilmarnock, there's a renewed confidence in the side and the hosts go into the game with John Kennedy in interim charge after Neil Lennon's midweek departure. But boss Derek McInnes knows that Aberdeen will still need to be at their best to get something from the game. I think what we're going to have to do between now and the end of the season is produce some big results and obviously this is where... Second time in Glasgow with a tight game. We've had a lot of tight games at Celtic Park over the last few seasons. But it's up to us to try and make, if it is a tight game, make it go our way. And that would be a significant result for us, you know, because for all Celtics, problems this season, they have got a very good level up there. Yeah. So uh, we've got to try and obviously they lost the game on Sunday there, but they were on a good run before we played them last week. And even though they lost that game, there's still a healthy regard for the ability that they've got there. So. We can win that game on Sunday, it will give us, uh, Saturday, sorry, it will give us a, a great de- degree of confidence, as did winning on Saturday there, because it's good to get back to winning ways. North Sound 1, Red Friday. Yeah, this is Red Friday. I'm Mike. I'm joined in the studio by Andrew Shiny and Dave McDermott. Andrew, a win, clean sheet and a goal last week. How did you assess the game against Kilmarnock? I think you just did. A win, <laughs> uh, a goal and a clean sheet. There wasn't an awful lot more to be said about it other than it was bitterly cold once again. Could have been more uh, had Ross McCrory's shots been just a foot lower uh, instead of hitting the bar. But I thought it was, it was more like Aberdeen. You know, the... They ground out the victory. Um, how many times have we seen that happen in the past? You know, 1-0, Rooney scores, and then we just hold on to it and make sure that the opposition don't get back into it. Now, it, it was good to see it was one of the strikers, uh, Callum Henry, that got the goal. Mm-hmm. Excellent header, but you have to ask questions if you're a Kilmarnock fan as to what Gary Dicker and Clevin Dicamona were playing about at in the box, because neither put any sort of challenge in uh, it was a good free kick from Niall McGinn, a good header, but defensively you'd be asking questions about why a guy who's about five foot nine, five foot ten can out jump a centre back and a, a six foot midfielder. Having said that, I thought Kilmarnock huffed and puffed without majorly threatening the Aberdeen goal. So a good three points. Possibly it was a, a good side to play against because Killy are in the midst of a really poor run of form you did wonder if the the new manager bounce would take effect but it hasn't as yet it was quite interesting speaking to Derek McInnes after the game he said you've always got to battle against the physicality that St Johnston put up against you and I said, Derek, it was Kilmarnock that we played. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's, I'm so used to it being St Johnston when Tommy Wright's standing next to me. Yeah. Uh, but it, it was a bit like playing against St Johnston, in all honesty. Yeah. Um, it seemed that every time they made a substitution, it was a bigger guy who came on. So it did put a wee bit of pressure on the Aberdeen defence in terms of set pieces. But I thought, once again... Uh, the three at the back Hoban, Taylor and Considine were excellent Joe Lewis really just had the one save to make from Kabamba in the first half one shot from Mitch Pinnock in the second period that was pretty well straight at him and that apart Kilmarnock didn't offer much of a threat and you do kind of worry for them because Mm. the longer this bad run keeps going the harder it's going to be to get out of it but now that Aberdeen have turned a corner possibly Celtic at Celtic Park isn't the next fixture you would choose but with 
what's going on at Celtic at the moment, Neil Lennon's departure and, you know, the the background noise that surrounds Celtic, maybe it's not the worst time to be playing them. Yeah, well, we'll come to that in just a moment. And uh, Dave, our, our sports editor, Dave Galloway, was wrapped up well, but not as well as he had been the previous week. And I think he regretted it because it was still chilly. Uh, how was it from your position in the commentary box? Yeah, it was uh, It was nothing like as bad as uh, seven days previously, <laughs> I can tell you. But uh, yeah. yeah, it was It was cold. And as Andrew said, come on, they're in a dangerous position. I thought they looked better when Lafferty came on. Uh, you know, uh, once they need to get him up to, to speed because they're, they are in the middle of a, a horrendous run of form and, and I thought they did better in the second half when they changed their shape as well but uh, you know as far as Aberdeen concerned it, it was a comfortable 1-0 you know and, and uh, which is always good to hear it was nothing spectacular but it didn't need to be it was three points as we said this time last week that was the ultimate objective no matter how we got them we had to get three points and we did and uh, hopefully that is uh, the, the, all the talk of not scoring goals can now be forgotten and we can yeah. we can move on well Andrew mentioned it there Dave about come on it maybe it was the right time to play a team who are looking like a rebuild job in the summer and Stuart Finlay this week as well agreeing a move to the MLS too so there's another player that's, that's leaving them and you do feel that uh, I mean at the end of the day you'll take playing a team that is in that situation if it means you get the win Yeah and, and to be honest our record against Kilmarnock is such that you would want to play them every week if you could because it really is se- second to none uh, they are a big, big physical side um, but, but Aberdeen are not the smallest side certainly not no. the smallest Aberdeen squad that we've seen through the years uh, and the main thing was it was comfortable. The the big downside was, I thought Fraser Hornby actually looked apart. Mm-hmm. Um, Getting up to speed. For the early, early, you know, and even the, the shot that caused the injury, and that, again, it was just another uh, blow for the, the player first yeah. and foremost, but also to the manager and to the team in terms of injuries ruling out key players and does leave us a bit short up top. Yeah, well, injuries have been a huge problem for Aberdeen this season. Uh, here's Derek McInnes. I think we all accept as manager you're going to have to contend with a lot of injuries throughout the season, but you know, we've, um, we've had to contend with more than a fair share and it just doesn't seem to be the normal two or three week injuries that we get. So Fraser was obviously one that we brought in to try and uh, help us in those forward areas. I think the second half performance at Celtic Park and his performance we started against Kilmarnock was a flavour of what we were going to get. I thought him and Canberry and Callum Henry was giving us good options up there and we were optimistic. We now have to do that without Fraser for the next wee while. We can't just sit back and feel sorry for ourselves. We've got to now try and contend with that and deal with the concentrating the players that we have available to us and hopefully Fraser can get back before too long. But it is a blow you can't dress it up any other way former Don Willie Garner also reckons that injuries have played a part in Aberdeen's season our fan reporter Graham Watt caught up with Willie to chat about that and tomorrow's game Willie Neil Lennon obviously leaving Celtic how do you think that will affect this weekend's game I do think that if there is a time to play Celtic is it now you're right Graham the, um, you know Lennon leaving he's got a lot of loyal supporters in there in terms of the playing side of things I would have thought that um, Scott Brown in particular will be having a word with the players uh, and it could work both ways are they going to come out and be wounded watching them against Ross County last weekend I thought they were terrible there seemed to be no effort or anything in their, in their game 
but we always find it difficult to go and beat them but hoping that we go down there uh, on Saturday and get a result and I think we can I think defensively Celtic are pretty poor uh, but we need to go and test that and have a right go at them I'm sure all the fans are thinking the same thing have a go at them test them let's see how we go on and I'm pretty sure we can win the game Hornby it doesn't look good Derek McInnes saying there that could be possibly out for the rest of the season Henry coming on scoring the goal last week I thought it was a brilliant goal a great header what have you made of the injury problems that Derek's had this year? Yeah injuries are a, a real problem for us um, I just feel that we've been unfortunate I think with the one with uh, Ryan Hedges has been a, a real uh, issue because he's been playing so well uh, young lad Hornby actually looked as if he was doing okay when he was teaming up with Camberry last week and it's just unfortunate he's taken that injury and it, it looks like he's not going to play again uh, this season but again it's all about opportunity football and the young lad Henry's came on and he scored a right good goal and I thought he played quite well to be fair and uh, will Derek play him at Celtic Park tomorrow and keep a two up front I hope so I really hope so because the young boy's got legs I think also Kimberry coming into the side as well um, shows that he's got a bit of class the ball sticks when he goes up top and that's what we're going to be missed for a wee while um, so yeah injuries are injuries they're going to happen right throughout the season uh, that's how we deal with it and I thought last week we've dealt with uh, the missing the, the, some of the main guys especially with Johnny as well not sure if he's back fit for tomorrow hopefully he is because he's a key part to what we're trying to do um, but I still think that, um, you know, I think we're strong enough to go and get something down there. Yeah, it's going to be a very, very interesting game tomorrow, Andrew. We're going to talk more about that f- uh, throughout the rest of the show. But first of all, on that uh, suggestion there of two up front, I know that you are potentially an advocate of trying something similar. Yeah, I think you've you've got to because um, when we did play the two up front against Celtic down the road there uh, a week past Wednesday in the second half we enjoyed a lot of territorial possession uh, with four six corners to none. Uh, unfortunately, as the manager has has said in a number of occasions, the quality of the ball into the box just wasn't quite there. But you know, I, I like the look of Camberry. I mean, he's he's not the biggest, but he's. He's big enough to be a real awkward customer for even someone of the size of Chris Iyer. Um He's got really good close control. Uh, the ball sticks, as as Willie said. That's what you're looking for. Um, and if he's got a willing runner and Callum Henry to feed off him, uh, they can cause Celtic problems. And, and certainly, I think, if we can get the delivery right at a set piece like we did last week we can certainly cause the Celtic defence problems because they're all over the shop when a, a cross ball comes into their area from a corner, from a free kick uh, I don't think they really know what they're trying to do is it zonal marking, is it man-to-man marking is it a mix of well, both we, we it saw seems the goal, to be just a, a lack County, of any the Ross County goal yeah. there was it ex- the, ex- the perfect example of that over the course of the season it was two defenders, nobody actually marking the player who's a little bit of movement from him but not anything that you wouldn't expect in the box zonal marking, not working Ayer looked out of place, there was uh, one of the other players that was supposed to be marking him as well it was Laxalt, perhaps, uh, might have got that wrong but I think it was Scott Brown Scott Brown potentially but there were a few of them there and as you say zonal marking it's clearly not working for them properly because nobody picked them up No um, and as you say Jordan White didn't make any you know stunning move in the box that coaches are going to look and say to their strikers that's what you've got to do that is the secret to how to get onto a a free kick he moved about three yards Mm -hmm. and uh, Ayer just jumped 
got a right underneath the ball. Scott Brown didn't jump at all, got nowhere near Jordan White, and he's got a free header. And mm-hmm. how many times has that happened to Celtic this season? Now, John Kennedy was a defender. Yeah. He's the man in charge now, tomorrow, and he's taken Stephen McManus, another former defender, in. I wonder if they've been working on that this week, but... You know, John Kennedy should have been working on it for the last three, four seasons yeah. to get something sorted out there because when you lose that number of set-piece goals, it tells you that you're not coaching your defenders properly or they're not doing what they're told. And if they don't do what they're told, you bin them. Simple yeah. as that. Yeah, I mean, lo- looking at the game tomorrow, Dave, it's a really interesting one, I think, because Aberdeen are in this position where got the win, looking slightly better Look, played well against Celtic after that first half an hour now Celtic conversely that performance I think everybody agrees against Ross County was particularly poor obviously Neil Lennon is now away but nothing's really changed in terms of the backroom staff and if they if they go on to win their next three games then it's or the next two games I should say it'll be Rangers Celtic Celtic Park for Rangers to win uh, the title potentially now it's a really unusual situation I have to agree with what Graham said and what Willie Garner said there that it is potentially a very good time to get them yeah I think so um, because as you say other than Neil Lennon being away everything is as it was so there, there's patently problems within the squad that uh, I don't think Neil Lennon's departure is going to change there's no new manager to give the new manager bounce um, so you do. There's every chance to, to Celtic that nothing has, has changed. Yes, they'll want to, you know, play, they'll say the right things in terms of, you know, the, the players are at fault for the manager going. They want to make that that right, which obviously is like after the horse has bolted. And uh, but yeah, I think it is a good time to to play them. Yeah. And uh, if Aberdeen can replicate the fact that we were down there so recently, and if we can replicate that second half performance for the whole ninety minutes, then there's every chance we'll get, come back with something. Yeah, and confidence-wise, Andrew, since that game, obviously the the win against Kilmarnock, and it's back to Celtic again to play them after having done a really good job, as we mentioned there after that first half an hour the goal aside which I think defensively will be something that they will not want to to repeat but I think outside of that actually you go with a bit of confidence you do um, because they they did play well in the second half Uh, should have had a penalty in the first half which could have changed the whole scenario and they I think what you do is you go down there, you play with absolutely no fear and you take all the good things that you did in the second half and try and transform that into a full 90-minute performance, not just a 45-minute effort. So uh, go down there, have a go. We've said it so often. um, You know, Celtic don't like it when uh, teams get in their faces. But if you do give Celtic an opportunity to settle into the game, settle into a rhythm, uh, they're very difficult to, to play against. But at the moment, there's an awful lot of players there that you think they're not going to be there next season. No, I can't see John Kennedy being the long-term solution to Celtic. I'm quite sure Dermot Desmond and his board of directors are looking for a much higher profile manager. I'm not sure the fans would accept I that. I don't think they would. Especially considering he's been there th- through different regimes as well and the defensive issues he's a defender, Absolutely. as you said. And, you know, let's face it, they're going to be the season ticket sales are going to be starting yeah. shortly. And if you're not exciting your fans, you're not going to get the sales. And that's the only income that you're getting at the moment. So it's a catch-22 situation. But uh, I really think that um, 
You've highlighted the, the Rangers scenario mm-hmm. that if they win their next two games, um, they could be Celtic play Rangers and the winner of that game, Rangers. It's the last the thing. It's the absolute I, last you, thing Celtic Even want. though there's no fans there, they don't it, no, want it, Celtic still, to They don't still. want to be uh, hosting a Rangers title triumph. Uh, Celtic um, play us and then trying to think who they play next week. Um, Check that. But they've got Rangers uh, on the 13th of March. Dundee United at, at Tanadice. Well, Dundee United. Um, we'll give them a tough game, but you would think that Celtic might just prevail on yeah. that one. But Rangers have got Livingston on Wednesday next week. Then they've got St Mirren. Deep down... If you are a dyed-in-the-wool Celtic supporter, you're looking at the league table, we're 18 points behind, we're never going to claw that back. Just let Rangers win their next two games and win win the title playing against St Mirren at Ibrox rather than coming to Celtic (laughs) Park. So what you're suggesting here, Will that be part of the thinking? Um, I don't know. Players will never admit to it. No, no. It is an interesting scenario. And, And I think in any other circumstance, Dave, you would have to say... And I still think probably not, because I think if you're a player, if you're a professional, I don't think anybody will step onto a pitch and not try everything no, to win. of course they don't. Of course they don't. But, but it is probably the worst scenario they could have hoped for. Yeah, absolutely. There's no getting away from it. And uh, it's all about desire and what there is to play for. And right now, for Celtic, for the remainder of this season, there's not an awful lot. Whereas for Aberdeen... That should be 100%. We've got to try our darndest to catch Hibs. Yeah, and, and not just that. From a player's point of view, the, the problems that Aberdeen have had up front, you have to say any player that's in that position, whether they're on loan or they're there permanently uh, and, and sort of given the job up top, they will be wanting to stake a claim as, hey, look, I can do this job. Yeah, definitely. Even if it's so when they go back to their parent parent uh, club yeah. that they, they, they're further up the pecking order but uh, yeah uh, it's a great wee opportunity for Callum Hendry which obviously it's the opposite for Fraser Hornby but mm. uh, like Andrew I do like Camberry he's a real class act and uh, he's got a lot to offer he's got another 90 minutes under his belt last week so yep. he can only get better as the game's going Well we're going to talk more about the game tomorrow as well as that the huge news Scottish football news this week of Neil Lennon's departure after defeat to Ross County and we're going to get Derek McInnes' thoughts on that in just a minute It's time to talk football It's time to talk Dons North Sound 1 Red Friday Well the big news in Scottish football this week Neil Lennon departing as Celtic boss after defeat to Ross County and Aberdeen manager Derek McInnes says he's disappointed to see him leave Class Neil as a friend and a colleague you know, that we're working in the same industry and have been well versed they've playing against each other and um, the player and manager and someone who've got a high regard for so really disappointing as you see when any manager loses their job but I know how important the Celtic job is and was to Neil so disappointed first and foremost I think what has to be said that he's a he's a, a very successful Celtic manager you know I think sometimes in the here and now particularly in Neil's case this season he's been like a punch bag for others and, and he's had to take a lot on the chin and a lot of criticism has come his way I think when you see the difference points-wise, Celtic to Rangers, it's more than just a manager's situation. It's more a manager, more than a manager at fault there. Um, if people are blaming him, so disappointed for Neil because I know how important, as I say, the club is to him. 
on a personal basis. Um, but he is a very successful manager and time will be kind to Neil. It might not be that now. And there's a lot of people put themselves in a real state this season, thinking that the 10-year-old thing all can, always comes into that. But Neil has been a very successful manager in both spells. North Sound 1, Red Friday. Yeah, Andrew, obviously tomorrow uh, it's Celtic without Neil Lennon in charge. Uh, not a huge surprise that that happened, but perhaps the the manner in which it all kind of fizzled out, considering they had been playing better, might be the one thing that Celtic fans look at and go, well, you know, as much as we want to change, we still don't want to be losing to Ross County 1-0. Yeah, um, that maybe was the, the straw that broke the camel's back, but there's been an awful lot of uh, fans calling for Neil Lennon to go for a long time. Uh, not just Neil Lennon, Peter Lawwell seems to have uh, a huge influence in what happens, not just... Uh, in the financial side of things for Celtic but also in the playing side um, whether he's qualified to do that I don't know but it would appear to be that um, he is very much the man in charge and mm. Neil Lennon I think alluded to the fact that on a number of occasions that some of the signings that were made weren't always his signings and there's a danger there that you know a manager wants to be in charge of everything Football wise, he's not particularly bothered uh, with what's going on in the commercial side of things, etc. Although they have to be cognizant of that because that affects the budget that their football manager will have. But mm-hmm. he wants to be the guy that decides which players come to his club. And it would appear that all is not right behind the scenes at Celtic. And as Derek McInnes said there, Neil Lennon has been a bit of a punch bag for all sorts, um, not just recently. But he's put up with a lot um, in terms of abuse, um, you know, bullets being sent to him in the post, some stuff that has got absolutely nothing to do with not just football, but society in general. And I think Neil Lennon is, is, a, is a very loyal guy to his club. Um, I always found him, whenever I spoke to him, a uh, perfect gentleman. Um, regardless of the of the fact that you know um, he he was in charge of the opposition, um, if he spoke to you, he was he was perfectly pleasant, um, and you feel a wee bit sorry for him, but it was a bit of a poison chalice that was thrown at him, wasn't it? I mean, he hadn't had massive success at Hibs, far less Bolton, and then he comes in and answers the 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 SOS when Brendan Rodgers leaves, maybe. He wasn't the right person to put in uh, after that because I did hear from various people that he wasn't the most, shall we say, um, how would you describe it? Uh, he was a wee bit of a dinosaur in terms of some of the stuff that that clubs use nowadays to prepare for games, mm. um, you know, video analysis and old stuff school. like that. He was very much old school uh, and went with his gut reaction rather than what was shown to him in a, in a piece of video or whatever. Uh, but, you know, he had great success at Celtic. There was no getting away from that. But I, I do wonder where he would go now. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that is certainly going to be interesting to see what Neil Lennon does from his uh, career path uh, moving forward, Dave. But just Andrew's point there about uh, boards and, and managers, it is 
surely always important that I, I, does it, I don't know if it ever works that with a board or two involved and the managers aren't making the signings surely that is nine times out of ten a negative thing because Absolutely. managers have to control these decisions yeah they have to if, if it's going to be run properly in terms of a, a football club of course this summer with Peter Lowell leaving new, new chief CEO coming in uh, the whole club is going to be changed from top to bottom but you know obviously there, I think the Ross County game was the straw that broke the camel's back because it was only just over a week ago that uh, Neil Lennon was admitting that he was involved actively involved in players for next season including yeah. the lad from Sheffield that signed a pre-contract um, so you know the it was you know, the players have got to take an awful lot of responsibility, but I've, as I said earlier, there's obviously problems in that dressing room. There's a, l- a lot of players that won't be there for whatever reason, whether they're going back to their parent club or looking for a move. Edward, in particular, Ryan Christie, another yeah. one that'll probably be playing his trade elsewhere next summer, uh, next season. So uh, it's uh, a huge rebuilding job, both on and off the park. Yeah, well, from a Don's perspective, it is a huge game tomorrow because Aberdeen four points off Hibs. Who have that game in hand so the race for third still on but it's still a tricky one let's get the thoughts from our fan reporter Graham Watt on the game tomorrow yeah another tough game Mike you know if there's a good if there is a good time to play Celtic it is now um, they, they will be hurting you know the players I, I do feel there was a lot of love for Neil Lennon at Celtic from the players um, even if things weren't really going their way this year um, I think we do have to be mindful that even even though they will be hurting, there is threats all over that park from Celtic. Um, you know, I felt the other week when we played them, we were very unlucky not to get something out of the game. Uh, I did feel like we deserved that. Uh, hopefully the players go out and put that right this week. Um, that performance will have given them com- given them confidence, I'm sure. And there is no reason for us to go there and, and sit back. I think we should have a goal. Uh, obviously losing Hornby is a, a bit of a mess but I do think Henry you know he's earned his earned his place to start tomorrow and obviously Camberry we've all seen how you know what he's got he can he just needs a goal once he gets a goal I'm sure he'll be even more um, exciting to watch because he's been outstanding for us since he came in, in the door you know um, I know we, we pinpointed him as being the one that could change Aberdeen's season and bring that little bit of excitement to the team and he, and he has I, I, th- I think he has um, but yeah let's let's go there tomorrow and have a, a real good go at Celtic and I'm going to say 2-1 Aberdeen this week I'm being brave yeah interesting because I've, I mean we're going to speak about our predictor uh, and of course beat the pundit coming up very soon but uh, I've gone for 2-1 um, Aberdeen as well Andrew and Camberry I think you've both mentioned it but I think Camberry is real key tomorrow because He's someone that isn't scared, it appears, of any team. He's used to playing against Celtic. He's played against them for, for a couple of clubs as well. And he's a player that's physical and that can they can put in a shift. And and I, I think that he's the kind of player that can kind of get under the skin of the legs of Ayer, who seem to be a little on edge at the moment. Yeah, um, Chris Ayer's another one who I doubt if he'll be wearing hoops next season. No, he's, he's made it quite clear that he wants a move away from Parkhead. Uh, but you're right, um, He's, he's one of those players who looks a million dollars um, when he's strolling around and nobody's putting a challenge in, but mm. see if anybody tackles him. 
you can hear the screams of agony <laughs> ringing round an empty Celtic bar as yeah, happened when Callum Henry uh, fouled him uh, a week past Wednesday. But uh, yeah, if Camberry, I think the important thing about Camberry is his ability to hold on to the ball and bring runners into the game. And you're you're hoping that if the ball goes up there and he can hold it in. Callum Henry can run off him uh, Niall McGinn if he's playing uh, and the two midfielders uh, Ross McCrory and Lewis Ferguson yeah. if if they can drive forward and just, that's the, the thing that you want to see is when Aberdeen go forward and they have the ball in a wide area you want to see not just one red shirt in the box you want to see three or four red shirts in the box plus another couple following in yeah. and uh, Celtic's defence under pressure because as we've said they, they struggle to cope with cross balls uh, I noticed that um, you know it's still Scott Bain that's in goals um, Barkas wasn't even on the bench up at Ross County last week and uh, Scott Bain for all that he's a good shot stopper um, he, he has let in some fairly soft goals this season uh, so yeah get the bodies forward but Camberry could be the fulcrum around which everything revolves with his ability to, to hold off defenders to bring others into play. Yeah, and with those lack of goals that Aberdeen have been experiencing up until last week, Dave, I think the one of the the missing ingredients has been that link between the hard-working midfield and the whoever's been playing up top. Uh, and Camberry might just provide that, but also open things up for Lewis Ferguson. Yeah, I mean, Camberry, we talked about it before we came in, doing a very similar role to Marley Watkins and a role that we've sorely missed since uh, Watkins went back down down south through injury. And uh, yeah, he, he is the guy that can provide that link between the middle of the park. And you'll notice, you know, um, Lewis Ferguson, when he played with Marley Watkins, it was no coincidence that, that was the period when he's sco- scoring all the goals. Mm. And he has, he's been fairly dry for a good couple of months now. And yep. uh, so, yeah, he's uh, absolutely. Four, four months, Dave. Four months. Seven, yeah. 17 games. A couple, four. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of a couple. Yeah. And yeah, he, he can be the fulcrum, uh, Camberry. And uh, as I say, he's been. Very impressive, and given the lack of game time he's had in recent times, I think that makes it even more so. And it is exciting as to what he can do once once he's say, up to full speed. Yeah, we're going to talk more about that in just a minute, as well as that. There is a, a weekend of exciting and interesting games, and a couple on Wednesday as well. So we'll look forward to those. We've got beat the pundit coming up, and we're going to hear in just a moment from Ash Taylor ahead of the game tomorrow. <laughs> to talk Dons. North Sound 1, Red Friday. Celtic Aberdeen tomorrow, 3 o'clock kick-off, a huge game for the Dons, but Celtic are in a strange position right now and defender Ash Taylor knows they're still a quality side. Coming up against good side and they were very unlucky and, uh, against West County, so no, we're fully aware of the threats and you know that on the day they're, they're a very good side. North Sound 1, Red Friday. Yeah, very diplomatic to say they were unlucky against Ross County, but yeah. uh, but uh, yes, uh, Ashley, they're talking about Celtic, and he's right, they are a quality side. But just to cheer us up, Andrew, because we were all so positive about the game tomorrow, give us some stats. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, we're getting excited about the fact that um, we're scoring goals, one goal, <laughs> um, the goal. But uh, you look to 
positives to take into a game against Celtic at Celtic Park and it's always extremely difficult when you look at the record of one win and one draw in our last 32 league visits 17 times we've failed to score down there and we've kept two clean sheets in that 32 game run uh, if Celtic win, they'll be the first club to register 100 home league wins against Aberdeen in Scottish football history. Uh, so th- there's not an awful lot that's, you know, on paper you can say suggests that Aberdeen should win. But as we all know, games of football are never played on paper. Well, there we are, Dave. I mean, that's that's cheered us all Depressed. up. <laughs> Thanks for that, Andrew. Uh, right, it is time then to look at uh, this week's Beat the Pundits. So, first of all, last week, Andrew, it was our very own Lewis Mickey who was up against Dave. How did Lewis get on? Well, Lewis obviously knows lots about the women's game. He's not maybe so clever in the men's <laughs> game because Lewis only managed to get one point. Oh, right, okay. And, Dave, you managed to get three, so it's now 12, it's 12 and a half, 11 and a half. Okay. Dave is on a roll. Uh, just on our own table there before we get on to this week's just a just, recap just because um, well I got three <laughs> points and you got two three-pointers last week out of your eight points so you're running away with the league well, there's still plenty of time left this week it's former Don uh, Willie Garner who gave Graham his predictions Willie Neil Lennon obviously leaving Celtic how do you think that will affect let's try and play the right one here he is yes Mike taking on Dave tonight is Don's legend Willie Garner Willie, first up, Saturday's games, Hibs versus Motherwell. Your score predictions for that one? 2-0 Hibernian. Kilmarnock versus Dundee United. A draw, 1-1. St Mirren against Ross County. I think that will be a draw, 2-2. And the big one on Saturday, Celtic versus Aberdeen. Your score predictions for this one, Willie? I think the Dons will win this one 2-1, just with maybe the chaos that's happening at Celtic Park just now. And I scored a goal last week, got us back on our winning ways. Um, so hopefully 2-1 to the Dons Moving on to Sunday we've got the League Cup final between Livingston and St Johnston Your score predictions for that one Willie? 2-1 Livingston uh, I just think it's two evenly matched teams uh, Livingston are getting a couple of players back that weren't in the team last weekend and I'm pretty sure they'll get back on their winning ways so 2-1 to Livingston And on Wednesday night we've got Hamilton against St Johnston I would say a draw 1-1 um, St Johnston will be coming out either triumphant or disappointed uh, but I still think playing a game on the Sunday and they need to go to Hamilton's plastic pitch is going to be difficult for them uh, but I still think they're good enough to get a draw 1-1 and finally Livingston against Rangers I think Rangers will win this game 3-0 I don't see anybody stopping them just now and Livingston having a game on the Sunday it's going to be difficult for them there we are then David uh, Willie Garner who of course you spent watching and commentating on the game at the weekend with, with yeah well he was very good you could tell he was a former manager as well as a, a player just the, the, the way he wrote read into certain scenarios different things to us mere mortals (laughs) yeah it's it's certainly interesting to hear a different take on it let's get your predictions then starting on the the games tomorrow Hibs uh, home to Motherwell I've gone 3-0 Hibs Dundee United visit Rugby Park as with Willie I'm going for 1-1 St Mirren host Ross County 2-1 2-1 Saints. And the big one, of course, at Celtic Park. Celtic against the Dons. Well, unusually, I'm usually the one that goes ridiculously glass half full. Yeah, no, I'm going for a 1-1. Right. And I hope you guys are all right, okay. correct as opposed to my result. OK, we'll get Andrews a little later. Uh, League Cup final, of course, it's Livingston, St Johnston. Uh, 2-1, but to St Johnston, not Livingston. OK, and then on Wednesday, there are two games, and it's involving the Cup final team. So we've got Hamilton at home to St Johnston. Yeah, same as Willie, 1-1. And Livingston host Rangers. Uh, Rangers to win 2-0. 
Right, Andrew, we're going to get your thoughts on a few of these and of course we'll get your prediction at the end for Celtic against Aberdeen. First of all, the games tomorrow, some interesting ties there. Obviously, one eye on Hibs to see what they do, but you have to feel surely that Hibs will win that one. Yeah, but um, Motherwell put in a a decent, a much better performance uh, at St Mirren in midweek and nothing each. Uh, it's it's a small shoot of recovery after, you know, getting battered at home by Hamilton and St Johnston. Uh, I think they'll make it difficult for Hibs, but I think Hibs have just got too much firepower and, and Martin Boyle have got one of the form players in the Scottish game at the moment, so uh, I think Hibs will edge it by just a single goal, maybe 2-1. The Kilmarnock-Dundee United one is very, yeah. very interesting. Are just so poor at the moment. They overall. are, but they're they're not that bad. Mm. They they lack a wee bit up top. But as Dave said, Lafferty did make a difference when yeah. he came on. He's big. He's physical. He knows what it's all about. Um, he's just not match fit. Now, if they've managed to get a good week's training into into Lafferty this week, he could cause the Dundee United defence problems. At the other end you'd be looking for Lauren Shankland to be causing uh, Kirk Broadfoot and co some problems Yeah, uh, I really can't separate these sides I think the Kilmarnock losing run will come to an end well, I was gonna, yeah, but I uh, think it'll end up a share of the spoils well I was going to say there I, I wonder if this is exactly who Kilmarnock would want to play out of the, the, the top teams and possibly exactly who Dungeon United wouldn't want to play yeah it, it could be the case in fact of all the sides in the league mm-hmm. Dundee United are possibly the, the one that they would, they would yeah. they'd want to play um, so we'll see I, th- I think it'll, it'll be extremely tight I don't see it being a pretty game of football uh, Kilmarnock beat them 4 nothing last time around uh, at Rugby Park I don't see a repeat of that so it will be so tight St Mirren uh, they're the, the king of the draw at the moment and in terms of getting draws for four in the league in a row there so i I gone for a I think I went for a draw on that one actually. You went 1 0. 1 0. So I didn't. Uh, didn't. So I think they're going to break that. Uh, yeah. And, and I agree with you because I've gone 1 0 St. Mirren as well. Okay. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Ross County's uh, heroics last week can be replicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Jim Goodwin is looking for more from his attacking players. So that's why I've gone just the, the narrow St. Mirren victory. Yeah, Dave, just to get your thoughts on, on those games again, all interesting ties. I've got your, your predictions, but what for you is the one that's the standout from those ones tomorrow outside of Celtic Aberdeen? Yeah, um, well, the, obviously the cup final, which we'll pr- presumably yep. come on to, but Kilmarnock uh, uh, Dundee United again is a, a, is a difficult one to predict because uh, the, the 4-0 game early in the season, uh, as Andrew said, that won't be replicated to Kilmarnock score four goals for the rest of the season. I think Tommy Wright will be quite happy. But, uh, yep. So that's David Simmeron. Uh, I think with uh, Jamie McGrath back on Wednesday... That he helps them so he can be a big influence that's why I've gone for a 2-1 and uh, you know Motherwell another team with Alan Campbell back he mm. makes a big difference as well in the middle of the park he was outstanding against us unfortunately back in September yeah. um, so that's why you've got 3-0 Hibs yeah uh, <laughs> because I just think Hibs at home just now yeah. and Martin Boyle's found his form which he seemed to break back into good form in the game against us unfortunately uh, so yeah, they're, they're all you know they're games you can as we say every week you could have an argument for a yeah. home win of a way win or a draw absolutely and then the game tomorrow of course Celtic Aberdeen uh, Andrew the big one what's your 
what's your prediction? Because we've had a chat about it, but we're, we'll, I think me and you are similarly feeling fairly confident about this one. Yeah, so I've gone nil-nil. <laughs> That's confident <laughs> for Celtic Park, well, let's face it's, it. It's a third um, clean sheet in 33 games. Okay, so, yeah. Um, I think it will be tight. Um, what will interest me is how Celtic... Uh, defend tomorrow mm -hmm. because I think Aberdeen will put them under pressure Stephen McManus and John Kennedy two former centre-backs if they can't get a tune out of that Celtic defence they've got big problems I just wonder I just wonder about the mentality though and switching off and you, you, that's the one thing Celtic never did was switch off but you've seen it so often well it's season. happened time and time again this yeah. season um, so yeah I, I can see where uh, you're getting your positive feelings from um, mm. I would be happy with a nothing each yeah okay uh, I've, I think I've gone 2-1 for the Dons in that one uh, League Cup final then on Sunday 2 o'clock kickoff. Dave uh, Livingston St Johnston it, it's going to be a uh, a really interesting one that one I think yeah looking forward to it uh, two sides that uh, getting to a, a cup final is is a, a wee bonus but obviously they'll be absolutely devastated if, if they lose it's one that again you know, I, I also think that the Livy bubble has burst a wee bit mm -hmm. um, and that's why I've gone for St John's just think St John's will edge it but again I wouldn't be surprised if it goes to extra time yeah. uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Livingston wins it, I'm looking forward to it it should be a, hopefully a good game of football but from an Aberdeen perspective it's a, a chance missed Yeah it is it is a real shame when you, you see two teams and great for them obviously but as Dave said from an Aberdeen point of view disappointing uh, Livingston you feel like since they got to the cup final the wheels have kind of come off a bit but is it going to be a case I always worry and I think I said this last week when a team's wheels come off before a big event like a cup final it's really hard to get them back on again for that game even if that's what your mind's been on for the last few weeks you've got to be playing well going into those games I think generally you do and I think that's where St Johnston have the edge because uh, they've done better in recent games than Livy have whether that's down to David Martindale chopping changing his squad almost to say to St Johnston look at the strength and depth that I've got um, you've got to stick with it by your tried and tested I can um, I sort of rotate my squad it hasn't worked as well as it had done previously for Livingston uh, and I think St Johnston just have that greater experience of the big occasion mm -hmm. um, it's only the fourth ever cup final uh, it's only Livingston's second ever cup final. Um, Great so, story. So there, there will be nerves on both sides. I think St Johnston just have that the edge and experience, uh, and in the likes of Ali McCann and David Wotherspoon in the middle of the park, and Chris Kane up front, yeah. uh, Stevie May, uh, Craig Conway if he plays. I think they've just got enough. And having beaten Livingston recently in yeah. the league yeah. that is a big thing just very quickly a couple of games on Wednesday Hamilton St Johnston Livingston Rangers big result for Rangers in Europe again through the last 16 it's Slavia Prague I think they've got in the last 16 there um, interesting one there Dave because Nathan Patterson who's been in the news amongst the other four players who of course breached Covid rules getting a good a really impressive goal something like 19 seconds after coming on at half time um, but you have to say the, the opinion has to be or certainly my opinion is that all those five players there should be something coming their way in terms of a, a ban uh, in domestically at least yeah and, and uh, why it hasn't come yet you know given previous experience of uh, Covid regulation breaks that we've had since the start of the season yeah and um, you know 
bottom line is, as uh, the commentators were saying last night, Stephen Gerrard has got to do what's best for Rangers Football mm. Club. And if, if Nathan Patterson's available to be on the bench to come in with Tavernier uh, injured just now, then he's perfectly entitled. But yeah, I'm, I'm amazed that the, there hasn't the SFA and authorities haven't come out and, and banned yeah. it because it's not like they didn't know what they were doing well I think that's the thing Andrew isn't it is that he, from Stephen Gerrard and Rangers point of view he's a player that's available for a game you understand why he's playing but it's not about that it's about the rules across the board and actually uh, any player from any club breaching rules certainly to the extent and stupidity that they did going to a, a house party in these circumstances clearly against the rules there has to be a ban yeah because they put the whole of Scottish football in jeopardy with their, their actions uh, and quite why the SFA are taking so long to make some sort of decision make some sort of announcement about that sends out completely the wrong message as far as I'm concerned if you're daft enough um, or are arrogant enough to break the rules you have to suffer the punishment just very quickly then. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say equally damaging potentially for the whole of Scottish football is the SFA themselves in terms of the Graham Stewart the, the assistant being able to uh, be at Easter Road last week which should just never have happened but yeah. why were we sending officials to a domestic game in Greece in the current climate yeah it's uh, there's some decisions that are well, they're certainly uh, not ones that perhaps we would take in the same circumstances. However, it is all about Aberdeen tomorrow. It's Celtic against the Dons. Andrew, uh, last word on it. What uh, what did Aberdeen have to do tomorrow to get the get the win or get the draw? Because you said nil-nil. <laughs> um, <laughs> to get the win, score a goal. Um, to get the draw, <laughs> don't concede any goals. Well, the good news is you'll be up to date right here on Red Saturday. Myself and Cheryl and North Sound won from two. <laughs> Time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Zone 1, Red Friday.